let's pray for Liz. Oh, Father God, we do give thanks for the gifts that you have given to Liz. We give thanks for gifts that were given to her and she's been anointed with since before the creation of the world. And we give thanks for the words that you are laying on her heart. <coughs> and we pray now that you would bless us and enable us to hear your word. In the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. I swear they make that harder every time. <laughs> oh, right. I wonder, <coughs> have you ever been, ooh, have you ever been anywhere um, and uh, you've seen someone, wherever it is you've gone, you've seen someone there and you've just looked at them and gone, what are they doing here? They don't belong here. You know, sometimes when you go places um, and two people that you know or somebody that you know from a different walk of life is in that place and it freaks you out just for a little bit because you look at that place and you think, they don't belong here. What are they doing here? I had one of those moments on Friday, except I was the person that wasn't, wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, or um, sometimes it happens with celebrities. Uh, years ago now, I used to live in a place called Portishead. Um, if you don't know where Portishead is, there's genuinely no reason why you would. Um, it's a small place just uh, south of Bristol. Two things that you will ever need to know about uh, Portishead is one, um, if you're of a certain age, and I'm looking out thinking most of you are of not. <laughs> um, the alternative rock band Portishead came from there. Yep, blank faces. <laughs> Reese, we're old. Um, and uh, secondly, the other thing you need to know about Portishead is it has a really nice big Waitrose. <laughs> Only things you'll ever need to know. But imagine the stir that was caused when none other than Brad Pitt was seen in Waitrose in Portishead. I'm going to pretend like you didn't hear that. Imagine the... Uh, the, the excitement when none other than Brad Pitt was, thank you, was found in Waitrose in, uh, in Portishead. It caused, I mean, not a lot happens there, but it caused a massive stir of like, what was he doing there? This Hollywood A-lister does not belong in Waitrose in Portishead. And uh, as we read the reading um, from tonight, it struck me that uh, this question of what are they doing there or why are they somewhere where they don't belong is a question that people must have asked about Jesus all the time. Because as we go through the Bible, Jesus, more often than not, is somewhere where he doesn't belong. Jesus is the king of kings and yet he was the baby who is lying in a manger. Jesus is God's pure son. And yet he was found with the tax collectors and the sinners and the prostitutes and anybody else who society deemed to be a lowlife. Jesus is the only person to have ever walked this earth and never done anything wrong. And yet he is found on a cross between two criminals. 
Jesus is always, well, mostly, where Jesus does not belong. And in tonight's passage, it's no different. Jesus is found uh, being baptised. Now, even then, baptism has always been about cleansing and the forgiveness of sins. Things that Jesus did not need. And so tonight, if, you, if you'll let me, I thought it would be good for us to have a little look at why, once again, Jesus is found in a place where he does not belong, doing something that he does not need to do. You see, in his baptism, I think Jesus is teaching us about what it means to identify with other people. You see, baptism at its heart is all about belonging. You know, when we're baptized um, or confirmed as an adult, we stand up and we say, I no longer belong to this world, but I belong to Christ. For Jesus, his baptism is all about belonging. And in fact, it's more about other people than it is Jesus, but it's all about belonging. Why did Jesus come? Genuinely, it's not a trick question. Sorry? To save the world. You see, it wasn't a trick question. <laughs> it's like that moment when you're sat in Sunday school, isn't it? And you're looking around, going, the answer's got to be Jesus. But Jesus came to save the world. When he goes down to the river to be baptized, he is going down to be with the very people that he came to save. He is going down to a place where he doesn't belong so that those people, the people he came to save, might one day know what it means to belong to his kingdom. And in going down and in getting baptized, Jesus isn't just going down to the river as some nice do-gooder to be alongside people. We talk about that a lot in church, don't we, about being alongside people. But here I think Jesus is going one step more. He's not just coming alongside them. He's actually identifying with them. You know, the sinners are all getting in the water and Jesus says, I'll identify with you. I've come here for you, so I'm going to get in the water with you. Jesus goes to where he does not belong so that he might meet the people he came to save. So that the people he came to save might find a place where they do belong in his kingdom. That, my friends, is an unbelievable challenge for us as individuals and as a church. Because it means that if we want other people to come to know Christ, to come to find their own place of belonging in the kingdom, then we have to get out and we have to go to the places where we don't belong. We have to go out there and be in all those places where people don't expect to find Christians. To go to all those places where people don't expect to find the church. To those places where people might look up and go, you don't belong here. 
and more than that. We actually have to go there and identify with those people. To draw, not just draw alongside, but to, to identify with them. To, for want of a better phrase, or I don't know, maybe it's the right phrase, um, to become one of them so that in our not belonging, they might find their place of belonging in the kingdom. Now, don't get me wrong, we still have to maintain our Christian difference, otherwise, it all becomes a bit pointless. But if we want to see people come to the kingdom, then we have to go to the places where we don't belong. We have to be found alongside those that are marginalized and um, uh, just like Jesus did, society's low lives. And I don't mean that, that we would think that, that, that the world tells us that. And we have to find out what it means to advocate and support and show those people the love of Jesus so that they might know what it means to belong to the kingdom. Baptism at its heart is all about belonging. Jesus is found in the places where he does not belong. (coughs) There is um, a couple in South Wales called John and Angie. And um, John, for a long time, he's retired now, just before I realise I'm about to make it sound like something terrible had happened to him. But he was a vicar, he was a priest missioner in the South Wales Valleys and um, just for context when I was training to be a vicar I spent one day in this guy's presence I learned more in that day than I learned in three years at theological college Um, anywho I digress Um, John and Angie were asked to go uh, to a rough council estate in Merthyr and uh, uh, when I say say rough council estate, um, name your problem of choice, be it abuse um, or drugs or generational unemployment, you name it, this estate's got it. Okay? I love this place, I should hasten to add. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they were asked to go there and to be part um, or lead a church plant there. And so the diocese said to them, you know, would you go, would you do this thing, would you draw alongside these people? But it's okay, because we're going to give you a nice vicarage over here. You can go out and do the stuff on the estate, and then you and your family can live safely over here. You know what John and Angie did? They said, yeah. We really want to go and be a part of that community. We really want to plant a church there. But actually, if it's all right with you, we don't want to live in your nice vicarage over here. If it's all right with you, we're going to take a council estate. A council estate. We're going to take a council house. And we are going to live on the estate among everybody else. Why? Because they wanted to go to somewhere that by rights they didn't belong but they didn't want to be the do-gooders who just came in and left. They truly wanted to identify with those people that they, that they wanted to come to know Christ. They wanted to truly identify and stand with those people because it meant that, you know, when there was uh, problems with the council or any of the housing issues or anything like that, it was a problem for the people who lived on the estates. So it was a problem for them too, They were one of them. 
They weren't better than them. They were one of them. They went to where they didn't belong because that's where the people were that they wanted to come to belong to the kingdom. They simply followed Jesus's pattern. And just as an aside, when we talk about Jesus going to places where he doesn't belong, it also strikes me that Jesus is always on the move. If Jesus had a Fitbit, I would love to know what it says at the end of the day. Because all the stories, well, not all, but most of the stories about Jesus either start with, Jesus, they were on their way to, or they were going to, or as they were coming from, Jesus is always going somewhere. That is probably why he's always found where he doesn't belong, because he's always on the move. People very rarely come to Jesus and even when they do, when you have people like um, the centurion and the, or people like Jairus, when they come to Jesus, they're actually interrupting Jesus because Jesus is still on his way somewhere else. At no point does Jesus ever say, I'm just going to stay at home for a bit. I'm just going to stay at home and make sure that everything is lovely and that everything is in its place and right so that it will be really nice if anyone should come and visit me. Jesus just doesn't do that. Jesus always goes out to where people are. And yet somewhere along the line, I think in churches, we've kind of lost that. We kind of get um, wrapped up in our own buildings and our own facilities that we have to have the building that we like, that it's really important that we have a reordering project or it's really important that we buy the right kind of coffee. Or, and, and I'm not saying that those things aren't nice. It is very useful to have good facilities. But those things are not the things that bring people to Christ. Jesus' model Jesus' example is that he goes out to the place where he, where he doesn't belong. He meets those people. He becomes one of those people. And then he brings them home to the place where they belong. As a church, we have to go out to the places where we, where we don't belong so that we might bring people home, that they might come and find their place of belonging in the kingdom. In being baptized, Jesus shows us what it means to truly identify with the people that we want to see saved. Jesus is identifying with those he came to save. But I think also in Jesus' baptism, he is, he is showing us what it takes to belong to the kingdom. You know, <coughs> when Jesus goes down, we've, I've, I've said it already, but he doesn't need to be baptized. And yet, he gets in the river and he gets baptized. Jesus and the people who were there didn't know it yet, but Jesus was pointing them to the Easter story. 
In being baptized, Jesus is pointing them to what he's going to do on the cross. When Jesus gets into the water, he's not dying to his own sin. He's not um, looking uh, for forgiveness for his own sin, but for the sin that he is about to take on. Yours and my sin that he's about to take on. He's showing them the pattern of what it means to belong to the kingdom. We need to be forgiven. We are the ones that need to be cleansed of our sin, and he does that for us. In being baptized, Jesus is showing us the way to belong to the kingdom. Like I say, baptism at its heart is ultimately all about belonging. When we were baptized, um, or when you are baptized, we stand and, like I say, we declare our need for a saviour. We declare that we no longer belong to this world, that we have died to sin and are raised to a new life in Christ, and that we belong to him and his kingdom. But the challenge that lies for us after that is do our lives, the ins and outs, the boring everyday things that we do, do they point other people to the way of the cross? Jesus' baptism pointed people to the way of the cross. As baptized people, we are called to live lives that point others to Jesus, that point others to his kingdom. And again, that's a massive challenge for each of us. To just take a moment and to think about our everyday um, actions and words and the things that we do and that we say. Do they point other people to Jesus? Are we living out our baptismal promises every day? You don't have to actually answer that now, it's okay. But it's a challenge for all of us, isn't it? To ask ourselves, are we doing that? And you know, I, I do think that probably as Christians in, in, a, in our world today... It, it, I was thinking about it earlier. And you know, we live in probably one of the most unforgiving worlds that there is now. Like there is no such thing as grace and forgiveness in, I was going to say the real world, but you know what I mean when I say that. But what an opportunity for us. What an opportunity for us to go out there and to, and to be those people who show grace and forgiveness time and time and time again in the same way that Jesus shows us grace and forgiveness time and time again. In Jesus' baptism, he, he identifies with other people so that they might belong to the kingdom. And in his baptism, he shows us what it takes to belong to the kingdom and he challenges us by his example that our lives should point others to him. And finally, my favorite part of this whole um, passage is right at the end. Um, because Jesus is, is baptized. Do you notice the, the, the baptized? There's, there's no hope, is there? But anywho, 
He's baptized, and then the, the heavens open, and the Holy Spirit comes down, and he is blessed and anointed by the Holy Spirit. And spoiler alert, this kicks off his earthly ministry. And I love it, because it tells us one thing. And that is, not even Jesus could do this life without the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Jesus, as he came to earth, yes, it was a place where he didn't belong. He came and he was fully God and fully human. And in that fully humanness, he couldn't do the things that he came to do in his own power and his own strength. He needed the Holy Spirit. And that makes me feel better. Because if Jesus couldn't do it on his own, then it reminds me that I can't do it on my own, despite the fact that I do try. Nothing that I have talked about tonight is easy. I know I make light of it, but genuinely, I do understand that none of it is easy. It is not easy to go out into places where we do not belong. It is not easy to identify with other people, to become one of them whilst remaining in our Christian difference. It is not easy to constantly, in all that we do, live lives that point others to Jesus. It's not easy. But we do not have to, nor were we ever meant to do this on our own. That's what we've got to hang on to. Jesus promises and has given us the Holy Spirit. And my goodness, do we need him to guide us. My goodness, do we need him. He promises that he will never leave us, that he will always be there, that we will always have the strength and the courage to do the things that we need to do. We will always have him there to guide us and to give us wisdom to do the things that we have to do. And if we want to live lives that point others to the kingdom, then there is nothing about our individual lives that point people to Jesus. But, but, if the Holy Spirit is working in and through us, then, then our lives can point other people to Jesus. Which, let's be honest, is what we pray for, isn't it? And my prayer for us tonight is that we will be those people. That in the power of the Spirit, we will go to the places where we do not belong so that we might meet with other people. And that we might play just the tiniest little part of them coming home and finding where they truly belong in the kingdom of God. Shall we pray? Father God, we do, we do thank you. We thank you that we were each first loved by you. That before we were made, you knew us. You knew every hair on our head and you loved us. Thank you, Jesus, that you humbled yourself. And you came to this earth where you did not belong.
Thank you that you came to be one among us. Thank you that you came to show us the way back to you. To show us that we have a home in your kingdom. Father, help us to truly know that we belong to you. Help us to know what it means to find our identity in you. And Father, I pray for those of us who perhaps don't feel like we belong here. Who perhaps don't feel good enough to be part of the kingdom. That the kingdom of God is not for people like us. Lord, help us to acknowledge our need for you as our saviour. But also, Lord, help us to truly accept the forgiveness that you give us. To know that because of you, we stand blameless before the Father. That because of you, we have our home in the kingdom. Lord, we pray for all those who don't know where they belong. For those who find themselves without a place to belong to, a place that feels like home. We pray for those in our own community who are living in temporary or emergency accommodation those who are homeless living across our town we pray for those who feel like they have nowhere to belong because their homes have been destroyed as a consequence of war we think of those or pray for those thousands upon thousands of people in Turkey and northern Syria who no longer have somewhere to belong Lord God, in the midst of the pain and the suffering, would your Holy Spirit move powerfully? Would you bring love and peace and comfort to those who need it? May you grant aid, safe passage. And Lord, we pray that through the actions of those aid workers who are Christians, people might come even in the darkness and the the toughness of their situations that they might come to see you. Father, we thank you for the joy of belonging to your kingdom. Father, we pray for those who 
perhaps feel lonely or isolated. May they too know your presence with them. Lord, as your people, would you show us the places where you want us to go to draw alongside those people? That we might help to provide them with what they need. And Lord, help us, help us as individuals and as your church in this place. Help us to have the courage to go to those places where we do not belong. Give us wisdom, Lord, to know how to identify with others, but continue to live lives that are holy for you. Give us a heart, Lord. Give us a heart for the people that you're calling us to serve. Give us the courage to get out beyond the safety of our own walls. The courage to walk and truly live among those that you are drawing to yourself. Help us as individuals and your church to demonstrate that we belong to you in all that we do and say. May we live lives that point others to you and the cross so that they too might come to find their place of belonging in you.